I just want to let you know that I have another couple of workshops coming up and back by popular demand, I am repeating my boost your immune system workshops because there is never a better time than to boost your immune system than right now. This workshop is a 90 minute workshop that will be interactive and will teach you five habits that you may have that are unknowingly weakening your immune system right now. And that might be helpful to know, right? Because when you know you do better and you can start to change those habits, as well as I will be teaching you some great tools and steps that you can take to further boost your immune system, including a very simple supplement protocol that you can follow and easily implement right away. So I will put the link to register for these workshops. They're absolutely free. Invite your friends and family. I will put that link in the show notes. So please check that out at the end of the episode. Thank you so much. And I look forward to having you join the workshop. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and super excited to bring you yet another amazing guest today, Julie Jones of The Adventures of Julie Jones. Welcome, Julie. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me here today. (laughs) It is my pleasure, and you're such a perfect person to have on the show during the month of January when, you know, everybody is thinking about what their goals are for the year, how they're going to get it all done and, you know, trying to set priorities, et cetera, and time management. What is that? Right. So I just want to introduce you to the audience and then we're going to dive right in with your story. But Julie Jones is an award-winning international speaker, international best-selling author and intuitive coach of the Get Shit Done platform and a master connector of people who is passionate about supporting purpose-driven entrepreneurs to live the best their best life now without regrets. And as a former police officer and SWAT member, Julie knows that there is no promise of tomorrow and coaches individuals to face the fear and live in the moment, which I absolutely love. So that's just a tiny, tiny little introduction of who you are, Julie, and your journey and how you came to being this amazing person today. I love the name of your program, the Get Shit Done program. Please just introduce yourself to the audience, how you came to be where you're at today. Oh my gosh. Well, how much time do we have, Melissa? (laughs) 
<laughs> that could be a long time. So, you know, like, like everybody, you know, you have these, these dreams and aspirations, right? And I have to say, growing up, I was strong in the math and science field. And so I thought I was going to go into some type of medical field. And about the ninth hour, when I was deciding on college and what I wanted to major in, I decided on criminal justice. So I have a bachelor of science in criminal justice and a minor in psychology. Now, knowing what I know about people, well, I should have done a major in <laughs> psychology, <laughs> right? And so I, I went ahead and Initially, I, I have to say, I wanted to be Secret Service or um, FBI. And I found out with Secret Service, you have to have almost perfect vision uncorrected. And I didn't. And so I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And I really wanted to be on patrol. And, you know, as, as I look back, and I'll, I'll share a few things, but from early on, it's always been about serving people, like really wanting to help and serve people. So I thought I could do that with law enforcement. And I loved my career. I really did. I mean, I was a police officer for 10 years, a SWAT team member for somewhere between two and three years um, that I was a SWAT team member. I haven't been a police officer for 21 years. So it's like, it's kind of hard sometimes to remember, but that was part of my journey. And it was an exciting part of my journey because it gave me so many skill sets that I apply today. And then from that point, I'm just going to, you know, like run down the, the spectrum of everything that I've done, because I'm very passionate about health like you. So I've been a chiropractic assistant, taught some lifestyle, um, you know, classes, that kind of thing. I've been a property manager. I've been a makeup artist, um, you know, but deep down in my heart, again, always serving people. But what I love best is I love being an entrepreneur. So in the last 15 years, in some capacity, I've always been speaking and coaching individuals. And back during the pandemic, I said enough is enough and decided to full bore launch my speaking coaching business. And so I started in November of 2020, formed my LLC. I had been branded as the Adventures of Julie Jones for a long, long time, but opened up my LLC and then started the Get Shit Done coaching platform which I just love. I just love what I do. I'm so passionate about helping people to live their best life because um, as a police officer, I just saw how quickly life can change. You know, here today, gone tomorrow, and everybody thinks they have forever. And I'm here to tell you they don't. <laughs> but there's so much that you can do in order to extend what you have too, right? Well, absolutely. But living your best life now is so important. You don't want to put everything off for the future and then find out there isn't that future. So it is finding that balance and making the most of every day, right? Absolutely. Because when you wake up in the morning and I do gratitudes in the morning. So when I wake up and, you know, almost every single day is some form of I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to have woken up. I'm grateful to see the sunrise, right? Um, because of course this is a podcast and you don't visually see, but I'm six feet tall. So I always say that I'm grateful to be, you know, six feet above ground rather than six feet, <laughs> six feet. Ground, right? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So, and you know, we can joke around about it. However, again, it's one of those things where I just look at and I say, oh my gosh, you know, um, if, if today is all I have, how am I going to make the best of it? 
And, you know, like even when you walk out to your car and you find you have a flat tire, is it like a bad day or a bad moment? Right. And it's mm -hmm. always like, I look at it as a bad moment. Cause if you term it as a bad day, every other bad thing is going to come your way. <laughs> like you will just attract all this negativity that you weren't planning on because you just deem that, oh my gosh, I'm having a bad day. And I'm not a Pollyanna by any you know means. Like my life is not full of sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns. So, you know, sometimes um, you know you look at something like that, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's a you know it's a bad you know it's a bad day. Well, it's a bad moment usually. <laughs> yeah, I really I really like that attitude because you're absolutely right. You know, where you lay your focus, you attract more of. So if you've just got it's a bad day, it's a bad day, it's a bad day running through your head. Of course, you're going to get more of that bad day. But if you accept, okay, I've got a flat tire. It sucks. It's going to make me late. I got to deal with it, but it's a bad moment. So you can deal with it and move beyond it. And the rest of the day, it doesn't have to be ruined. Right. So. Right. Because maybe, just maybe, and again, this is probably that Pollyanna thinking, but it's really not. Maybe having that flat tire prevented you from being in that spot where there was a massive accident that just happened. And so you could have been there instead, the flat tire prevented you from being, you know, at that moment. So um, there's a hundred percent. And you might think that, that, you know, say it's that Pollyanna moment and some people don't buy into it, but it's so true. I am a big believer that everything happens for a reason and we don't always understand it in the moment, but often with that 2020 hindsight, we do. And is a flat tire really big enough to be, you know, researching that? But it's, it's so interesting because, you know, my journey to coming here was through my daughter's concussions. And I remember the day my oldest daughter got her concussion that it happened right in the second half of the game at the beginning of the second half, like five minutes in, we weren't even meant to be there for that second half. I was meant to be taking her out of the game and going to Vancouver but she didn't want to leave. And so we stayed and then we had the concussion. And so there was that part of me that was like, oh, if only I'd left, if only I'd made her leave, we wouldn't have had that. And I had a neighbor say to me, stop thinking that because you could have driven down the highway and got in an accident and she could have still had a concussion. Right. Right. So, you know, there is a piece of that. And so if you just accept the moment for what it is, deal with it and then let it go, that allows us to you know, obviously release the bad day, but also release the stress that we carry with us through these moments, right? And the overwhelm and the frustration, et cetera, et cetera. And it ties in beautifully to, you know, this whole conversation that I, I want to be having with the audience in January and this theme of slowing down. And we get more done when we slow down right? Because we can get ourselves out of that stress state. So I know that one of the areas that you specialize in, and there's many, but one of them is, you know, about getting things done, get shit done, right? And you've got some tips for the audience on how people can do that more effectively. Well, yes, I do. And actually, one of the things that as you were you were talking that come to mind 
is this whole idea of like, you know, when you're reducing your stress levels is the idea of like a morning routine. And I know you're a big proponent of a morning routine, right? Because we, we've talked about this before and it really does set the day for, you know, this idea of slowing down, right? Because if you jump out of bed and you start running like a chicken with your head cut off, like your whole day is like that hectic, frantic, you know, issues are coming up. Like you just feel like you're always behind the eight ball that you're not getting anything done. You kind and, of start the day in reactionary mode. Right, right, right. And so, but like, even if it's just a simple 15 minutes that you take for yourself first thing in the morning to really set the pace of how your day is going to be. Because like, here's one of my tips that kind of goes along with this idea of slowing down is believe it or not, people, we are not designed to be multitaskers. Woo! <laughs> Tip number one, multitasking, right? Because here's the, the truth about it. And sometimes it's even been like a, a badge of honor, you know, like, especially for women. Oh my gosh, I got so much done and I was doing this and doing that and multitasking all day long, right? The brain can only focus in on one thing. So as much as you think that you're getting done, you're really not. It's in the slowing down that you find that you're more productive. See, we can be woo busy, as I call it. I love woo busy, right? We're woo busy doing this and doing that. And we're running around all over the place. And again, we get to the end of our day and we look back and we think, oh my gosh, what did I really get done? And so productive time, productive moments is so much more important. So really taking that time to be focused in on one thing, and that's gonna be like leading into my tip. So a lot of times we have this idea when we, if we do calendar blocking, I know, I know not everybody does it. That's like a whole separate topic that we could talk about for hours. But if you are doing calendar blocking, a lot of times people will set two, three hours aside for you know, some kind of like task or project or during these next three hours, this is what I'm gonna get done. And we find that we have a million distractions that come at us. And, and then all of a sudden you got nothing done during those three hours, right? So if you really just set a timer or, you know, some, and, and don't use a timer on your phone because your phone is one of your biggest distractions. I'm just here to tell you. Very good point. <laughs> yes, yes. So because we can get lost in all those apps and social media and like scrolling through. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, how did five hours pass? Okay, well, because- And all of which are deliberately designed to addict you and keep you on them. Yes, right? yes, <laughs> yes. It's addiction of people. Um, so yeah, because just as a side note, I just recently discovered that one of the new addictions that are out there, we think of alcohol, we think of drugs, we think of all this stuff. It's social media. That's a new, that's a new mm -hmm. addiction that is out there that they are now having to address is, you know, being so tied to our technology and our phone. Anyway, I digress. So the, the, the 15 minute increments. So what that looks like is that you eliminate all distractions. You, you know, shut off your phone, put it on, do not disturb. If your computer dings at you, make sure it's not dinging at you or be in a place where your computer is not going to distract you. Um, and the, the subconscious is so unique. And like when it knows you're going to get serious about something, all of a sudden you feel like it's time to clean the refrigerator, right? I don't know why, but you do. And so then, or like you have to go to the bathroom, all of a sudden you're extremely thirsty. 
okay, whatever it takes, just eliminate the distractions. And all I'm saying is do 15 minutes. Ideally, if you can do it first thing in the morning, because that's when a lot of people are most productive and put your head down and work for 15 minutes. When the timer goes off, I want you to celebrate. Like I'm, I'm serious, like do a little dance, celebrate, whatever it looks like. And don't quantify or qualify what you got done. You showed up for yourself, you took action. And if that's all you get done, but you worked on like for 15 minutes, whatever it was that maybe you normally set two or three hours for, you do this five, six days a week, you're so much further ahead than setting up those huge chunks of time. Trust me, it works. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. Well, I love that. And, you know, it sounds, I'm listening to you talk and I did my workout this morning and it actually sounds really similar to, you know, I, I did it at home. I got the mirror, the Lululemon mirror, which is very cool at Christmas time. My daughter's worked there and the trainer is saying, you know, you showed up for yourself, whatever you do here, you're a winner because you're here and you've done this. Right. And so I love the idea of not quantifying it. Just give yourself that 15 minutes and focus and get it done. And over the course of time, you will find you're just getting so much more done than if you allow all of those intrusions on your time. And then that creates more time in your day for other things. And one of those might be self-care because so often I hear people go, I don't have time to exercise. But guess what? What if we were able to focus on getting those you know, three tasks that we need to get done during the day done at work first thing in the morning, and it's taking us 15 minutes as opposed to three hours, we've just bought all of this extra time in our day. Right. Because here's the thing, like when, when you're so focused in, you're focused in, you're being uber productive. See, because when you are working on a task, and let's say you've been in it, in it for five minutes and then you allow like that text message that you look at or you look at that email that just flashed across your computer, right? Now you just got distracted. You may or may not look at that, but even if you don't respond to it, the brain has gone off in that direction and starts this whole like spin cycle of thinking about, well, what was that about? And what do I, do I need to do that right now? And yada, yada, yada. And it takes you a good 10 minutes to refocus back in on what your, you know, your original priority was. And so think about how much you do that during the day. You know, we are, we are constantly distracted, you know, with a million different things at any given time. And so if the brain has to continue to refocus that's why it's such a challenge. And you find like, sometimes you just don't get as much done because you didn't set up that, you know, that, that increment of time. And people don't think that 15 minutes is possible. I do the 15 minutes because it's a, it's a short time, but you really can be productive. 
And again, like if after the first 15 minutes, like you're ready to set up another 15 minutes and set up another 15 minutes and maybe do an hour's worth of increments, you know, for 15 minutes, whatever works for you. It's, you know, it's, it's figuring it out, but then being consistent with it because consistency is the key in order to then to make it a new habit because 95% of all we operate are habits. And so like, if you don't like a habit and you think it's a bad habit, and you want to incorporate something else, well, now you've got to still spend that amount of time to, you know, to implement a new habit. Exactly. And then implementing that new habit, anytime we want to get rid of a bad habit, we have to replace it with a good habit, right? And that's where habit stacking comes in and uh, triggers that remind us of the new habit. So is that an area that you work on as well? Well, I work on a lot of different things. (laughs) And you know, it's it's about productivity because if we want to live our best life now, you know, we really need to know how to maximize our time without losing our sanity. Mm -hmm. And you know, like a lot of times people talk about this whole like work-life balance. Well, again, hate to be, you know, like the party crasher. However, there is no such thing as at balance. I like to call it like balance, sometimes counterbalance. Mm Because sometimes we're going to be really focused in on work and then, you know, and then we still want to have a life, right? Well, the key around that is like boundaries. So like, Mm -hmm. what are your working hours going to be? Are, you know, are like Saturdays, Sundays, non-negotiables? Like maybe you'll work Saturday, don't want to work Sunday. What does it, what does it look like? But really sticking with your, your boundaries and, you know, your commitments around those kinds of things. And again, that focus comes into play when, with your, when you're with your family, be with your family or whatever you're doing at that moment, give it a hundred percent, put away the technology, you know, don't be like, you know, cause it's not fair to the other, the other person. If you're with them, but you're really not because you're focused in on what's happening on in your phone and your work and everything else. Work, work, family or personal life or self-care, it's, you know, you're in that moment as well. And then everything goes hand in hand. And I believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. So that's where, you know, I do coaching around life and business and blowing up the box. Like, let's like, like not even think about the box. Like, let's just blow up the box and see yeah, get right outside. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love that. And it's definitely something that I practice and I'm more productive in the morning. And what I find that, you know, I need to do is I really do shut off all those notifications. And uh, if I can, and I'm not working in, in email, I just close it because then I'm not getting those notifications. And you're right, if they're, if it's open, it does pull you just that little bit. Even if you don't act on replying to that email, the brain is alerted to something else and it pulls you out of that zone of focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I love how productive I can be when I set myself up to not have any notifications come in. And then, yeah, the celebration at the end of that is important too, right? It's we have to, as part of creating the habit, take that time to celebrate. Right. Because as human beings, we have a tendency to go to, if you want to say the negative. Um, I really heard this very interesting um, presentation not too long ago by a friend of mine who's a hypnotherapist. And she talks about the subconscious. 
And, you know, we're talking to ourselves and giving ourselves like messages all day long, right? And she said that for most people, now I say most because like I know I've worked on this to have that positive attitude, but for most people in the subconscious, 70% of the messages that we're telling ourselves are negative. Mm -hmm. And so that is, I like, I thought about that and I was like, wow. You know, so no wonder sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't, you know, I didn't get anything done because we look at, we go to the negative. We look at what didn't get done instead of celebrating what did, because I've been, and I I know you're doing this in the month of January and we, I've been really talking to people about doing their year in review. And, you know, and I've, you know, of course, what I, what I, what I preach and practicing and like, I started going through, you know, my 2021 and seeing everything. And I have a huge list of things that I have accomplished and that I was able to do in 2021. And I think that that's really key again, to celebrate and look at what we did get done. Cause sometimes we're so quick to be like, okay, yeah, that's done. You know, next, 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 instead of just being. I always say we're human beings, not human doings. I love that. (laughs) I absolutely love that. And you're so right. You know, we finish something and move on to the next, but then, you know, maybe we haven't reached that big lofty goal. And then we beat ourselves up because we didn't achieve that without taking the time to recognize everything that we did do along the way. Right. So That was talking about your year in review, which I love the idea of doing that, but I know you're also a proponent of success lists. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about success lists. Well, now this is, this will probably be the topic that like throws everybody off and they're like, what the heck is that Julie Jones talking about? Right? So we've all heard about the to-do list. Okay. And so let me just tell you what a to-do list is. It's, you know, it's a scattery category. Okay. That's what I'm going <laughs> to talk about. So what it looks like is that um, on a to-do list goes everything, like everything that pops into your brain, there's no priority behind it. The list is usually like, you know, 500 things long because it's all these things that just popped into the brain. So the difference between that and a success list is really taking a look at kind of like, what is it? Most people have an overriding target, overriding goal, if you want to say, of what they want to accomplish in any given year, or maybe in the next quarter. Sometimes for people, that's another thing, like shortening up how we look at stuff. Stop looking at the whole year and maybe just break it down into quarters, like 12 weeks. Okay, what is it that I really want to get done in the next 12 weeks? And so with the success list, you're going to put things on the success list that are going to bring you closer towards that. And so like every time you're doing something, it's important to ask yourself, is this taking me towards what I'm working for? Or is it taking me away from what I'm working towards? And so the success list is very short. It's a priority list of like, this is taking me closer to what I'm looking to achieve. And again, I know for a lot of people, it's hard to get away from the to-do list. And there are so many people who I tell this to, and 
they love making the list and they love making the, the checkoff, right? It's, it's a visual type of thing because so many people will add stuff to their to-do list and then be able to check it off because it was something <laughs> that they got done, right? Like, no, 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 no. So I get it. So like I tell people, take a very small post-it note, not like not something huge. Take a small post-it note if that's going to help you and write down like three or four things for your to-do list or put them, if you do electronic calendaring, um, you know, put them on like, you know, maybe you've got an hour blocked off that you're going to do to do things, put it in there because then, and then crumple it up, especially a post-it note and throw it away. Because basically when you look at that to-do list, to me, when you see all the things again that you didn't get done, it chips away at your self-esteem. And again, it's so easy for the brain to go to, oh my gosh, look at what I didn't get done versus what I did get done. So right. your success list, <laughs> you know you're being successful because you're working on that priority activity that's going to be result producing. That's really what it is. What do you want to you know, accomplish with you know, your success list? So I have a question for you there. Can you have a to-do list and a success list? Because the to-do list is kind of the things that you're just writing down because you don't want to forget to do them, right? They're going to get done at some point. And the success list are the things that that's what's moving you forward. That's what you need to focus on. And potentially those are the things that you're doing in 15 minute increments of Uber focus. Right. Does that I would say sense? use it with caution, like, cause like I, I, I hear and I see where you're going, you know, mm -hmm. with that, it's just that you're like, you don't want to mix up. So let's just say that the to-do list could be chores, errands, the things you don't want to forget that are not like maybe such a big priority. So like your success list is what is my priority? The to-do list is I got to pick up dog food, dry cleaning, you know, those kinds of right. like tasky <laughs> things that may not be necessarily driving you towards what are some of the things that you're looking to achieve in, you know, we'll just say 2022. Right. Because it's, again, like to-do lists usually combine the two. Like you've got some <laughs> priority things, you've got some non-priority things. And then because you're staring at that, chances are that you're gonna be going through that list and be focused possibly on the non-priority because they're easy to do. It's, you know, again, because you have to be self-disciplined to be working on those things that are on your success list. Right. So it's interesting because part of that is also the habit change, right? Because I have a notebook where I just write everything down to your point, but then I will go through and be like, okay, what are the three things I have to get done today? And so that's my success list. Yes. Or the three things I get to do. I get yeah. to do. <laughs> I like that too. The three things I get to I do get today. To do, right? Because when you, when you And I have my sticky notes here. Yes. So I'm going to start yes. using my sticky notes and have them right here <laughs> and yes. celebrate the three things I get to do today. And really, and, and that is, like, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, what do you mean celebrate? I'm like, I'm serious. And celebrate doesn't mean like you're throwing a big party. I'm like, just celebrate. And what is it then that you like to do? So then take 15 minutes as you wrap up the end of your day on something that really fuels your fire for the next day. You know, like, I mean, we're all, a lot of us are, you know, reward driven. 
and it should be more pleasure than pain, you mm -hmm. know, kind of thing. So I think that that's really important and key to, you know, to take a look at. Definitely. And I know I am personally one who is learning to celebrate <laughs> the things along the way and recognize that journey as opposed to just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. So <clears throat> we were talking about boundaries earlier. We've been talking about the, to the success list. Somewhere in there is setting priorities. Do you have suggestions on how people can set the priority to get that success list done, to have their focus time and work within boundaries? How do we pull it all together? Well, it's a lot. And, I, and this isn't going to happen overnight. So for people who are listening, again, my suggestion is to take one thing that really resonates with you and implement it. Some people say, you know, there's books on 21, you know, 21 days, 30 days to a new habit. Um, average is 66 days. And I really believe that's why I like the 12 weeks, the quarterly, because I really believe it's about 90 days to implement something new. So take one thing and decide what it is. And so when it comes to priorities, again, that goes to the idea of the success list. What is taking you towards what you're working toward, you know, for? versus what, you know, what is going to detract you from, you know, what it is that your end result called like life goals, dreams, designing the life that, you know, you desire. And when it comes to priorities, this is always something that I say, and you kind of alluded to it before, self-care is not selfish. So you really want to take a look at your life. And for everybody, this is, you know, unique and individual, Put into your calendar, what are your non-negotiables? Like, you know, you don't work Sundays, you go to church on Sundays, you know, what is it that um, for some people it's working out, you know, that those kinds of things go in because you know that if you're not working out or, you know, you're whatever, like you're going to be a basket case and you're going to be angry all day, whatever it is. And then whether you do paper, that stuff goes in and pen. Like there, there is no changing it. It's an appointment with yourself. If it's in your calendar, there's no like negotiating. Well, I'll, you know, take this out. Cause here's what happens. You take it out once and all of a sudden before you know it, it's like two weeks and gosh, I haven't been to the gym in two weeks, right? It's a, it's a priority for you. And like the biggest way that I look at priorities and how I'm going to do things is the order of importance, you know, for what's taking me towards my big picture, my big picture dreams, you know, for, for 2022. So again, best question to ask yourself. I love this question, taking me towards, taking me away. You know, it's, it's, it's that will help you a lot of times to decide, is this a priority at this moment or not? And priorities can change in the given moment, you know, but again, here's another tip. Somebody else's, you know, emergency is not your crisis. So like, there is no point in dropping everything, you know, for somebody else, you know, it's like really, again, just take a look at, can this be addressed at a later point? Of course, we're all going to have things that happen. Like when your daughter got the concussion, well, that took priority over everything else that was happening. But for sometimes we just have to look at it like, well, you know, you didn't, you know, plan or prepare you know, like somebody else, that doesn't mean that I have to drop everything to, you know, help or support you. 
Exactly. So when one of my daughters suddenly decides that, oh, can I drive them somewhere right now? Because <laughs> that's when that's their emergency. It's not my crisis, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to teach them. If they want me to drive them anywhere, I need 24 hours advance notice. <laughs> and it has to fit in my schedule that I've already prioritized, right? Right, right. So, yeah. So coming back to what, well, first of all, I just want to say, I totally agree with you know all that you've said. I love it. And that self-care is not selfish. And I just want to highlight that when you're creating that success list to build that self-care in, that's not something for later. You can only be your best self if you're first looking after yourself, right? Right. Listeners that have been listening to the podcast for a while will have heard my one of my favorite quotes, which is that self-care is the most selfless act because it allows you to show up and give the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. So that's on my success list. And I really think that should be on everybody's success list in some way, shape or form, because it is very individual. And once you've looked after you, then what else is on your success list for the rest of that day? But I just want to loop back to what you had talked about earlier, and that was the morning routine. And I know that we've been working together and you let me know today that you've got your morning routine in place, which is awesome. So I would love for you to share what that is if you would like to, and then how that's been benefiting you over the last month or so. Yeah. So well, thank you. Cause it's um, if anybody has ever read the book, the miracle morning by Hal Elrod, and I, I have taken, you know, taken a, I guess a page out of his book to establish my morning routine so right now my morning routine is, um, you know, getting up and one of the first things I always have to do, which is not part of my morning routine is feed my dogs. Because if I don't feed my dogs right away, they're like, what, what you're up. And you know, it's like five minutes in and we haven't eaten yet. Right. Um, but on a serious note, so it, it looks like, um, I'm in the process of reading the book to think, uh, think and grow rich. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's like a desired statement. So it's basically my desired plan, um, what I'm working on this year. So I read that out loud. You know, it's almost like an affirmation that I'm reading out loud and that I'm doing. Then I do a little bit of reading, either of Think and Grow Rich. I'm also in the process of some other things. Um, and I, I do a little reading. The big thing for me is, is some journaling. So um, I do my list of gratitudes. I have a list of like 10 gratitudes that I do every morning, as well as um, a little visualization around that. I also have um, another journal that has these um, questions. And so like, I just randomly open it to a page and I, I journal and I answer, you know, I answer my questions. And then I also, um, I do a little exercise right away. Okay. So I have one of these, um, I don't know exactly the appropriate, like, like the term to use, but it's like a vibrating machine. So you stand on it for 10 minutes and you, it vibrates your entire body. Um, and it's like supposed to be equivalent to working out for about 45 minutes. It's really good for the joints. I'm not saying that like replaces cardio or anything like that, but it really is like, I like it because I notice a difference. Like I have a little knee issue and stuff like that. So I always feel better and I can feel it. Like you can actually do like squats on it and, you know, lunges and all those kinds of things. But I usually just stand there 
you know, for 10 minutes and I let it vibrate. Well, Everything I, I really, I haven't heard of that before, but I'm thinking that is really cool in the morning. Cause of course the body's detoxing overnight. And then that vibration is getting your lymphatic tissue moving first thing in the morning to help, you know, get those toxins that the body's tried to clean up overnight, flushed down to be removed from the body. Absolutely. So that's that a really, is. <clears throat> it is a, and you know, and if you want, cause like if you do show notes or something, I can get the name of it, like, you know, and put it in there. Cause it's actually, it's actually, sure, yeah, cool, let me know. it's a pretty cool machine. So all in all, like right now, cause you know, um, people are like, well, I don't have any extra time in the morning. Right. Like all in all, like everything that I'm doing right now for myself is taking about 30 minutes, 30 mm-hmm. minutes, yeah. you know, to, to set myself up for the day. And, um, and I just, cause it doesn't always have to like, um, hell Elrod talks about it being like an hour, 10 minutes on like six different things. Right. But then he also has like the abbreviated version, which is like 10 minutes, you know, it's right. like a minute and a half on like certain things. And then a minute on one thing, right. Just as long as you're getting yourself into your routine, whatever your routine looks like for you is the importance and the key that, you know, you're not right away, again, going into that frantic, hectic state, like you said, reacting instead of, okay, this is how I'm going to set, you know, my day up. Usually like, you know, closing my eyes, doing a little meditation, you know, that kind of thing. You know, imagining how I want my day to unfold and and look is, is really important as well too, so, yeah. And I love all of that. And when I, what I hear from so many people is that they use their phone as their alarm clock. So A, the phone is in the bedroom, and which I don't love from the EMF perspective and Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and all of that, that we know that can cause harm to the body. And some people are quite sensitive to it and I'm one of them. Um, <clears throat> but because it's your alarm clock, that's what's waking you up. And then you pick it up to turn off the alarm, right? And then boom, you can see all your notifications that have come in overnight. And now all of a sudden you're looking at those emails and you're starting to scroll Facebook and you just end up in that, you know, overwhelmed state and you, the alarm went off 30 seconds ago. Right. Right. And so many people are doing that. And it's just the way we've been programmed is, well, the phone does everything. So I'm going to have it with me 24 seven. Right. And I really encourage people to go and buy like that $10 alarm clock that's either battery run or plugs into the wall. And, you know, when I do my sleep course, I go into a lot more on that, but use that to get the phone out of the room because the alarm wakes you up. Maybe you can choose, you know, wake up to the radio or whatever. You can turn it off and then start your morning routine Or if you don't mind the music in the background during your morning routine, you can, you know, continue listening to that. But that right away is a huge shift in habit for people that allows them to not immediately go into that reactionary state. It's just right. And I will say I'm a work in progress. And so like here has what I've been doing because I, I, I'm, I'm a bad girl, Melissa, like I, Bad, bad habit, bad habit. I do use my phone as an alarm clock, but here's what I do. When I shut it off, it's in um, like a do not disturb mode. So right. it won't show me all my no- notifications. And so what I do is I leave the bedroom and I leave the phone in the bedroom 
because I do my morning routine outside of the bedroom. So like I'm in my living room, that kind of thing. So then the phone isn't even anywhere near me to distract me with anything, with anything else. And so that's worked really well. And honestly, like that I've been getting into this morning routine, I haven't really, um, had the, the need to like be checking my phone because I'm so into what I'm doing that that's become my new social right. media, right? Right. So, social media for myself. <laughs> right. And that sounds like you're in that zone of focus. Right. 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 Yes. As you're doing something for yourself that's bringing you joy that you know makes you feel better as you go into the rest of your day. <laughs> so I love it. You're starting your day out, slowing down in order to be more productive. Right. And I know that's so counterintuitive to people, right? We're just trained, do more, do more, do more, work harder, get more done. But the reality is, is when we have a plan and we slow down, it's the tortoise in the hair, right? Yes. So instead he gets the job done. So awesome. Awesome. So I love your, the morning routine that you've set up and uh, that you're working on that. And I've really enjoyed working with you through our program that we've done together. And you're someone, as you said, that you've been focused on your health for a long time. You prioritize it. And I love that as someone who's prioritized it for a long time, you still want to do more in order to be ensuring that you stay healthy and because you're an entrepreneur and how do you build your business if you don't have your health? So I really appreciate that about you. And that's part of my message that I want to be sharing with the world is that if you have your health, everything else else can flow. And if you don't have your health, then you're struggling to get it all done. So between slowing down, creating your morning routine, focusing on self-care, focusing on health, that's how people can have an amazing 2022. And if they need help with time management, time blocking, success lists, getting shit done, then they need to reach out to you. (laughs) So how how would someone do that? Well, the, probably the easiest way is that you can go to my website, which is simply juliejones.biz. So um, you can, you know, find out all the information about me and email me, connect with me. Um, and, you know, I'd love, 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 love making new friends and having conversations. And I love that. And I know that there are, you know, some people that this comes really naturally to. And there's so many people that struggle with this. And so for those people that struggle with this, don't beat yourself up. Don't think that you can never do it. Truly reach out to Julie because she will give you the tools and the support to, for you to be able to implement so that you can turn a new leaf and be really productive and get shit done. Absolutely. And so, yes, so please come to the website. Um, You can book a 30 minute complimentary call with me. I I promise you I'm a lot of fun. And, you know, you might even wear a costume or googly eyes. I know. I've grown up. (laughs) Yes. So 30 minutes with me. And then as a special offer, I just recently wrote a book. And so if you come on and, you know, you say during our call that, 
you heard about me through Melissa, I will send you a free copy of my book. So. Oh, thank you. That's so generous of you. So and exciting. I know, I know that you sent also a free download on productivity that I've put into the show notes as well. Yes. Yes. So that is an offer there as well. So I'm just not feeling all kind of generous today because I just love Melissa and I've loved working with her. You know, I mean, she's helped me with some of my health. And one of the reasons why I have a morning routine is because I did work with her and realized the importance because of some of my cortisol levels being off kilter first thing in the morning. So that was really key to helping me, you know, get my mind wrapped around my health and Thanks to Melissa. I'm right on track. Woo-hoo! <laughs> well, thank you. It's been awesome working with you and just, you know, the different skill sets that we all have that we can bring to the table to support other people is, is really powerful. So thank you. Thank you. So before I let you go though, I have two questions I love to ask my guests before we wrap up. And that first one is what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? Oh my gosh. Again, uh, life happens. And so it can turn on a dime. Like don't wait until you're 95 and you're on your deathbed and you're, you have these regrets of what you didn't do versus what you did do. And so that's what it means to me. It's like live each and every moment, but live in gratitude and live in health and live your best life. That's really what it means to me. I love that. And living in that higher vibration too, that vibration of joy, love, happiness, right? Absolutely. And that comes when you're living in gratitude. So, and then my other question is, uh, what message would you like to leave with the audience to inspire them to take action today? After all we've talked about, how do we inspire them to slow down so they can get more done? You know, it's, I I see it in the background for you and the background for me. And I just love to tell people that you are enough. You know, it's really not about going to a point of beat up mode. Like, again, we always talk about hindsight is 2020 because now all of a sudden we have all this information that we didn't have before when we made a decision, right? And so just knowing that you have all the tools that you need to be anything that you want. And so just remember, like that is like that is such a big message is stop going to beat up mode and know that everything that you offer this world, that you are enough. And sometimes it just takes a little tweaking on a couple of little things to make all the difference in the world. I love that. Thank you so, so much. So Thanks for being here, Julie Jones. This was a powerful episode. I look forward to it coming out. And to all of my listeners, thank you so much. And please share this episode with others that you think might benefit from hearing from Julie, all of her wisdom, all of her expertise, and potentially working with her if they need some help in slowing down to get more done. Get shit done. Thank you, Julie Jones. Thank you. Until next time. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. 
It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.